And if you want to build a business that is not just a $50 million business, but a billion dollar business, lead with fucking empathy. I promise you it will only get you to where you want to go. How about we become the next company of that level? 100%. Anger is an emotion that pays zero dividends. Without our customers, we don't have a business. Identify your customers. Go look them up. Like for me, authentic curiosity leads to success. Just show Just everything. Just show everything. Everything. And that's, that's what we the did. Keyword. And so people everything. really started getting interested. But they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, people are <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda. And I run this ship. Nick, just Nick. Can I get a midday squares? <laughs> Midday Squares Uncensored, we are live. You guys know we talk about family business, entrepreneurship, chocolate, and whatever fucks are on our mind. As always, you can reach out if you guys have any questions. It's middaysquares.com slash podcast questions. Woo! All right, today's show, we're going to get into why empathy is super key to revenue, building a business, and all that jazz, but more so... Before we get into it, it is 2021. Woo! We are in the fucking studio That's in 2021. Fucking this is actually the last time Jacques going to be in the studio for a while. Stop. Oh. What's happening? So I'm heading over to the big USA. I'm going to go start the launch. I'm going to start getting things done on the ground there. A lot of groundwork. But then we got a two-week quarantine when I get back. So it's a long time. Gonna miss you, babe. Yeah, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're gonna miss me by my hands. You're gonna miss me by my chair. Most importantly, though, guys... There's who would have thought that the secret to feeling recharged was a five day break? That's all we needed was five days. But people preach it all the time. They're like balance, balance, rest. You need to re-energize, you know? No, but, but you don't understand. Before the break, I actually thought I was gonna like I I I there was a moment leading up to Jan 1st, that week before the break, where I literally had no idea how we were going to get off this treadmill and get back on. But was it like a throw in the towel type of thing? Or was it just like, I have no energy? No energy. I didn't think I was going to be able to get it back. I was turned off. Here's what happens. When you've been going at it for three years, and then you know that you're about to take a break, your body actually starts giving out prior to the break. So I remember like the first day off is the 25th, right? And I remember that week, I was not surviving. Like I was like, I need to get to the 25th, <laughs> like today. Yeah. And and that was the longest week for me. But then we got there and I, after like the, the first few days, I started really feeling bored, but I'm like, let me embrace the boredom because I know when we get back Jan 4th, it's fucking on. Yeah, no, listen, I, I think the, the premeditation of knowing the deadline date has a huge effect on how you start to think during those last two weeks. For you, it was that week. For me, it was two weeks. I started feeling no motivation, yeah. deep exhaustion, yeah. and things just like started feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'll let it go till after the break. Yes. All this, And then next thing you know, you're building a lot of problems because they're, they're, they're like, you're just letting them you go. anxiety. Yeah, no, but I, no, it wasn't even anxiety. It was just like, I don't want to do it. And I'm care. not going to do it. At one point, I think the three of us said, we don't, we don't care if I this place burns. Yes. And then, <laughs> You've, you've slow. No, but you've honestly bad, reached man. a really bad place when when, when you, you say start things like that. Are like, okay, I'm gonna let things slip. Yeah. Um, on another note, though, before we get into the show, Jake, you got to tell the audience 
What the fuck is going on with your teeth, man? Okay, I'm livid. So last last week, I went to the dentist for a cleaning forced by my mother, the Polaroid queen, Felicia. She came too. Yeah, yeah. No, she forced me to go. So I went for the cleaning. Usually I go two times a, a year, right? I get there. I found out that I have eight cavities that are serious, not just like little ones. I'm talking about like black big ones in the ah. back of my mouth. That could be touching my my actual root, which would cause a root canal, which could be about $30,000 in damage. That being said, I have emergency surgery tomorrow. And every time <laughs> I'm on a phone call since the dentist last week, I tell everyone and people go, whack, eight cavities. Are you out of your mind? But what? I, I have, what the fuck were you feeling in your mouth? Zero. So here's Don't the problem. Don't tell me that. But, but I'll tell you what happened. I know where the cavities came from. So, you know, I used to give up candy, right? I gave it up for six months. You never gave up anything. No, I swear to no, God. No, he did. I six remember. Six months. I don't know if it was six, six months you pushing it, but babe. it might have been a month. Then the last three months, you I've eaten hard. a box of candy, <laughs> a box of candy every single night. And I'm talking about Sour Patch Kids. Again, fuzzy peaches, sour watermelons, cherry blasters. No joke. My teeth didn't feel it. But that's what caused it. So I have officially cut candy for four years. Done. <laughs> I don't believe it. Sort of God. Sort of you God, guys, God. you heard it here today. <laughs> the real question is, though, why aren't you in the candy business? Doesn't stop me from future. Oh, I could, I could shit, be. That was bold. I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> well, you know, you know, when people ask me, like at the beginning, like, why did you join? My first thought process is like, I don't even love chocolate. I love candy. But at the end of the day, like. I started to appreciate chocolate and candy's now relieving my life for the next four years. So, you know. (laughs) Okay. But before we get into it, Jake, do you have a book that you want to share with the audience? No. So I finished the book over the break um, by Isadora Sharp, the Four Seasons book. Phenomenal for anybody that wants to just learn how like some companies are built with just integrity and following through with their core values. They did it and they were so successful. They they stayed true to themselves during economic crises, social crisis, political crisis, and they followed through. And what they did was they kept their service at top, top quality, even in the hardest times when everyone else was cutting prices, cutting people. They took the beating. What's the name of the book? Uh, Four Seasons. It's called Four yeah. Seasons. And Isidore it's Sharp. By... Isidore Sharp. Is Isidore the... Sharp. I love the name. Isidore. The that's his name. That's his name. Yeah. He founded it. I'm Did obsessed you... with the Four Seasons. Because they never left their core values yeah, they're a great of company. top quality. Did you finish your goal of four books? No, I finished two. That's still pretty impressive. Two, two. books in, in how many days? What was it, 10 days we had? Takes me a year and a half to finish one book. (laughs) Babe, at least you try. (laughs) I am reading a book right now. Okay, so we have uncovered, just before we get into the show, I know I've said that guys bear with us, five-day break. We're implementing that. When you feel dead, okay, can we make a pact to each other on this show? Yeah. If you start feeling like you want to let shit burn, just take five days. Yeah, I would agree. Just go take, five days is fucking nothing in the grand scheme of an entire year to recharge. Well, I'm implementing that whole one day a month Friday off because like, I think that's something that we all need. Even three days is a great breather. If you've got Thursday night to Monday morning, you're killing it. You are absolutely killing it. I think the truth is you need boredom. You do. You need, no, it's not. See, the problem is your brain is, is activated, right? But you're so exhausted that you actually can't even do anything about it. So you have to accept it. It's like, imagine being on the Jacob's ladder, right? And going full ham and then just getting off. How are you going to feel? Right? You have to go, you have to slow down, you have to walk and then yeah. get off, right? There's like a, a, a pace. There's a quote I want to, I read on LinkedIn from Mike Fada. 
Um, I, I'm not, Who is I'm, Mike Fada? Uh, Mike Fada has been a supporter of Midday Squares since the beginning. He's been, a, he's helped us out. He's been a friend. He's now an investor. And um, what did he found? He found Manitoba Harvest yes. and hemp, and then he sold it twice, I think. Anyways, legend, but legend. He, he's very active on LinkedIn. So go follow him on LinkedIn because he writes incredible, inspiring and added value things for every entrepreneur out there. He wrote before January 4th, he wrote, it's like the horses are in in the thing getting ready to go at the gate. And that's how everyone felt. So when you do your five-day break, you're going to feel that. And if you actually embrace the five-day break, you're going to feel that you're that horse that's getting ready to race. I would agree with that. Someone on Twitter said, I, the, the key for me to recharge was to tell myself that it's vitamins. It's like, I literally need to feel that and get to a point where I literally have to tell myself that it's okay. Yeah, you're exactly. Gonna, you're going to get back on the treadmill soon. Just just slow down, little tiger. You have to give yourself permission, I think. But I think, honestly, the way I feel, like last week was our first week into 2021. And the momentum- Holy shit. Is so fierce. It's like wildfire from Game of Thrones. But that- okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. When we started in August 2018, we had this energy to us. Like this, this like- Guns, bla- real guns blazing, not artificial, okay? Real guns blazing vibe energy. And that's the way I've been feeling since we we started Jan 4th. I literally, every day I'm jacked up. I have energy. I'm not tired. I've got motivation. I want to work. I want to push people. Like it's, it's like we, it's like we're starting again, but with so much more knowledge. Interesting. The, the fucking energy I've been, we've been talking about it. We've been mm-hmm. saucing each other up. But it's not artificial this time. It's not artificial this time. It really feels like we're back on it. So to get into the show, it was funny. Over the break, I was reading. So when I turned 30, I just wrote a bunch of shit that I learned. I didn't post it anywhere. I just kind of did a recap of my 30 years on the planet, and I just wanted to save it. And I had it there. And over the break, I, I was cleaning all my notes on my iPhone. So I went in there, and I was reading, and I found it. And, and I wrote this down in my learnings that's very relevant to today's show. And I want to share this with you guys. Anger is an emotion that pays zero dividends. It guarantees downside and absolutely will never equate to upside. I like that. Me too. And, and, and I wrote that down and I thought, wow. And I still struggle with this sometimes. I mean, you guys know I'm not perfect. I, I, I've probably, us three, I probably have the switch the most that... You have uh, anger management. No, I'm not, 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 not anger management. He just, he, he, your empathy had to keep growing. No, no, no. Right? This is the way Jim explains Nick. Basically, he, so you and I are very, uh, we have a lot, we're emotionality. Mm-hmm. We care about, no, we have a lot, just, we, we just have emotions. We are high emotionality people, okay? Nick is low emotionality. And so what happens to Nick is his emotionality box is like this big. What and is so, that? Because the viewers can't see. So it's just like a little, like little let's pets say, of cake. Little pets of cake. Like let's say Jake and I have a, a big box, let's say a, a container. You have like a, a mini container. And so when your emotionality box fills up, all of a sudden you want to blow shit up. That's how your brain switches. You can't handle it. That's why you have to like go home and take a nap or shut down completely. And then you wake up and you feel a lot better. That's your thing. Yeah. No. But you've gotten so much better. And con- and to continue. And so today, you know, when we're getting into this, I think the world needs to hear this. And even people understand the the, the place of empathy in a business is the most important. Yeah. And we were having a conversation 
with um, some of some of our team members of how important empathy is. And the reason is, is that when you are in business, there's going to be a million fucking things that are going to come your way that are going to irritate you. You are serving customers all day. And customers are not just your end consumers if you're on the if you're in an online business as direct to consumer. You also have a wholesale business where consumers now become retailers and and there's a lot of people that work within those retailers. And so we've been hearing it around the office and I think this goes back to the culture we're trying to set at Midday Squares, which is you hear our teammates sometimes get irritated with customers or um our wholesale accounts. Why? Because they have reason to be irritated because sometimes we get messages that are unreasonable. Sometimes we get things told to us that are not true, that are frustrating to hear. And your instinct as a human is to want to fucking go ham, right? You want to, if someone approaches you and says, you're fucking uh, dragging your ass and you all of a sudden feel that you're not dragging your ass or whatever defense you don't need you don't think at all you just go like this your chest mm-hmm. pumps up yeah mm-hmm. and you want to go and that doesn't work and jake take us through why that doesn't work i mean in, in your in you you're the master of this you've taught us so much on this yeah. aspect yes. you've taught yourself too right oh this has been a this has been a learning process that i think i have I, i'm getting a phd in in, in empathy for, mm-hmm. for, for understanding, and I'll tell you why. So customers aren't always right, no matter what. And I don't believe in that. And I don't. But I do believe everyone deserves active listening. If you can't active listen, get out of business. Mm, don't talk like to people that. because it doesn't work. When you start to actively listen to people and just hear them where they come, you'll start to understand why they responded that way, why they communicate with that way. And then your solution can become a lot more clear. So I get very frustrated when people don't want to act and listen and they just say, oh, that person's so annoying or this person, why does this person deliver? You know what? When someone doesn't deliver product and doesn't get it, it's our fault. I don't care if PureLater got a flat tire. That's, that, that's, not, that's not PureLater's fault. That's Midday Squares' fault. Because we know trusted PureLater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when you want to hear someone out, when you want to listen, when someone's frustrating you, I advise everybody, take a step back before you put that chest pump out right. and just say to yourself, Okay, I'm here to listen to you. Say to the person, I'm here to listen. What's going on? How are you doing? These kind of things automatically diffuse the person. Once they're diffused, they will speak reasonably and rationally. And if they're bullying you, then stand off. It's done. When someone has hate speech or bullying, you walk away. Right. But just just because someone's angry or says something that annoys you, doesn't mean you shouldn't listen and engage. I don't mean, I, I read this book and it said, I can't remember the book, but it said, Respond, not react. Mm. Start responding. Mm-hmm. And I like to get into a story about a customer, a specific customer. I'm not going to say the name. She's a super woman. She didn't receive her order. She ordered her order on Wednesday night one time. I think this was six months ago. And she sent a very frustrating message to us saying, I didn't receive the order she wanted by Friday morning at 10 a.m. She ordered on Wednesday. Our policy is one to three business days, okay? She got very frustrated. She sent an email to our customer team and she said, this is just so annoying. This is sad. I can't believe this. I'm so discouraged. Pure later messed up. They're saying now it's delivering next Tuesday. And to me, someone said something saying, oh, it's so annoying. And for me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her. I'm going to get on a phone call. I'm going to understand what's going on. What's the, what's the reason for the, the ruckus? What's the, what's the drama for? So I call her up. 
I get on the phone. Hi, how are you? I introduce myself. She's all heightened up. She's like, I'm very discouraged. I'm very upset that I'm not receiving it. I go, okay, well, what can we do to help? We're in Montreal. Can we, can we do something to help you? It does take at least one day to get you a product. Now it's Thursday, right? Thursday night. And the, the product says it's delivering on Tuesday, not Friday morning. So she says, well, you know what? I'm upset because I needed the product on Monday because I'm gonna, I was so excited to give my coworkers the product to try. I ordered boxes for them. I was super excited and we go on break on the Tuesday so I can't get it to them. And for me, what I noticed then is someone was urging something. They wanted something so badly. And when I understood what they were going through, I made it very clear that we're going to get the product to you before that time. And guess what? We got the product there. She became a customer for life and she became an advocate and an evangelist, someone that I can call Midday Square's family. And she reached out to me once every like two weeks saying, you guys are inspiring. Keep pushing. I love you guys so much. And she shared it with her consumers. She didn't, sorry, her coworkers. She didn't upset them, but she didn't tell us that. And you would never know if you didn't ask why she was so upset. Uh, You just nailed it on the fucking nose. Empathy, in in our opinion, is is why you have to ask yourself a hundred million times why is this experience happening? Les, you taught us all something that was really important when we started this business, and I think this is important for the listeners, which is um, brute force management versus empathetic management. And why don't we just just take the listeners through the difference of what brute force management is and empathetic management? So brute force is where you create fear in your team members. Um, And so they're scared to really do anything. And that's how you control your team is by brute force, right? Because they feel if they do something, they might lose their job or, you know, they can get somebody in trouble. Um, And and then they're acting out of fear, not as like themselves, right? So that's brute force. And then empathetic management is a whole other ballgame. I really learned that from Jim and I, I, Jim Gavin, who's our business coach and therapist. And he taught me the symbol. And for anybody who can't see this, it's I'm holding my two hands together. You're making a heart sign. Exactly. Making a heart sign. He actually taught that for me to, to use with Nick. Um, when we were in, you know, an argument or a tense moment because we're both suffering. So it's about being empathetic to the other person. Again, back to your conversation, what's going on? Understand that there is something going on with the other person instead of pumping your chest, right? Which is what we're all used to doing. I'm not going to lie. I'm guilty of it myself. I get defensive sometimes and I'm working on that because it's ugly. Because what I'm really thinking in my head when I was defensive, Les, just don't be defensive right now. Like stop, stop it. And I'm not, and I'm still being defensive. The other person doesn't know what's going on in my head. Right. So it's about learning to get to that place. But I've um, embodied empathetic management and I, it is way harder. 10 X harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's obviously easier to instill fear with your, with your teammates, but instead, you know, it's about understanding, like, for example, one of our core values, be right more than you're wrong. You know, I've been in situations with team members where they've made pretty hefty financial mistakes. And what am I going to do? I'm going to go and scream and lose it on people and make them feel really uncomfortable. They already feel bad. It, you know, we try to bring the right people in here. So if we're continuing to bring the right people, we know that they're empathetic. And when they make a mistake, they do feel bad. And so instead, of me, you know, getting screaming and yelling and doing all this stuff, I I say, what happened? You know, how can we prevent this from happening in the future? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and let's put together a memo 
you know, on, on, on everything that happened, the total cost here and how we're going to fix it for next time. It's just so hard though. It is. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And especially when you're like in a startup, when you're moving at a million fucking miles an hour and you get irritated. I think that's the biggest problem I always have is that your brain has so much that it's processing and you, you lose empathy sometimes because a small mistake Something as simple as laziness. Laziness, yeah, is can what drive fucking trigger. But I think me. laziness and negligence are two things that we don't give in on. So, like, we've had laziness and negligence here in the past, and the people are not here anymore. So, I think lazy and negligence is part of our core values too, right? And when it happens, that is fair to issue a warning letter. Yes, but you you said it perfectly. Is the fairness is to issue the warning letter. But I've still lost it. And you come into my office after and you're like, you just cannot do that because it makes everybody feel on uncomfortable edge. here. It makes everybody feel on edge. A hundred percent. But I think, you know, the other thing too is like, like back to understanding the why, like the why is so important guys, because like sometimes, you know, I'll have somebody who came into work late. Somebody works in the plant. So the plant is very specific, right? Because it requires, you require reliance on each of your team members in order to operate in the plant. Let's say there's one person who operates one of the pieces of equipment. If they don't show up, you know, the rest of the line is, is, is going to be stalemate. Not that other people don't know how to, tri- how to, how to operate it, but it's a, t- it's really a team work environment in the plant. So if somebody's late and they don't explain why I, instead of getting mad, I still have to understand why didn't we follow procedure here, right? Again, it's asking why. And sometimes there's there's really, really hard answers. And then, you know, so that's how you have empathy, you know, and and that's it. You got to just listen, ask, and, and do your best to keep it cool. Here's the problem with that is people do ask, but they are not true to it. So the, it's, it's, it's energy that flows right into that other person. And they're not going to give you the true answer unless you're honest and genuine about it. So I used to ask people and not give a shit. How are you? I don't give a shit what you have to say. Because that's what humans have been doing lately. Yeah, that's not authentic. It's not authentic. But when you're authentic, people feel it and they're willing to come with you on that journey. And that's a super thing. And also... That actually is, by the way, the exact definition of like peak empathy. Yeah, it's that. Is that. But but really empathy listening. is overused now because it's just like, oh, I'm going to pass by and say, how are you? And not actually care what the person says. It's so bad that I'm telling you, you feel it. I feel it. People feel it. And I think what's super important is empathy is not just used in the team. It's not just using the customer. When you get on a phone call, and recently I've been really using empathy and actually trying to understand people. Because you're, you're actually reaching peak empathy. I actually see you going <laughs> through the evolution of it happening. And I just, before you go on to that, I do want to uh, bring in a quote that just came to my mind. It's, what you are experiencing is the enlightenment of seeking to understand instead of wanting to be understood first. Oh, yes. I like that. I like that. That brings up a lot. Repeat that again. Seeking to. So the empathetic leader needs to seek even even though you have selfish wants, you have to trigger first into seek to understand versus seek to be understood. So a lot of people will come into a conversation and the first thought is, I want to be understood. Or I want to hear my voice. I want to hear my voice. I'm pissed. I'm this. I'm that. Versus I want to actively sit here and be understood, uh, sorry, and seek to understand what the fuck has happened. What is this person feeling? Why are they angry? Why are they pissed? Why are they going through a bad day? And listen, yeah. But it works, not just with bad days. You said it so clearly. To me, 
when I get on a call, it's not about me at first. And it's not about the goal of the conversation. The goal of the conversation is to sell the product in the store that we're selling at. That's not what I'm getting at. What's your story? Who are you? I want to, I'm curious. And I've been genuinely more curious for the last three months on people and humans on what their life is. And when you give people that that microphone and you genuinely want to listen to it, that's empathy. That's a type of empathy. And the conversation goes in a direction that you wouldn't even have imagined beforehand, the best possible direction. For me, I think what's really crazy is listening. Okay, so it's actually really hard to listen, especially when people are giving you constructive criticism or putting you down and you have to listen and actually listen. If you are thinking about your rebuttal, then you are not actually actively listening. Oh yeah, that's right? a fact. If you are thinking about the rebuttal, what great fucking <laughs> If you're thinking about the rebuttal, just know you failed. Period. Exactly. And and I think that's a big thing we've been practicing in gyms, right? Where I, I'm guilty of it where we all are. I'm there, I'm feeling heat and all I'm thinking about is how am I going to make my point? But that's wrong, right? So we've come a long way from that. And I think I'm really seeing that how scary um, the workforce actually is for employees because I could tell how much PTSD uh, our team members have from other environments because I'll be in situations where they act as if it's brute force here, but it's not. And then I'll say, you're bringing in something from your past here, which is, you know, like the fear. And I'm like, there's nothing to be scared of. A mistake is not, you don't get penalized here. We have to understand why the mistake happened. Is it management? Is it a system? Is it, you know? Yeah. I do want to bring up a point on this that I I thought about before and I, I missed to bring it in is Everybody listening, um, if you're interested in solving problems, the Toyota Way, I think, is the name of the book. It's the Toyota Management System, which is apparently one of the best in the world. I've skimmed through that book. And, and, and the key to a problem in assessing it is to ask the question uh, five times. Ask why five times. Mm. And so um, if an order didn't get out, let's just use that example. Why didn't the order get out? Right. Because... XYZ didn't submit the email. Well, that's your first why. Then the next why is, well, why didn't XYZ submit the email? Because the computer systems were down. Love well, that. why were the computer systems down? Because we have a shit plan. I mean, you, exactly. like, you, you just, you go five times and you get to the core the of core. the problem. And they say that if you fix the core, essentially all the dominoes should fall into place. You know, what's crazy is though, since the day of time, like since we started MDS, you have always, Nick, you have always been saying to our team members, have empathy for the entity. Because no matter what, this entity pays people's livelihoods. All of ours. All of ours. Well, we don't make a living yet. But, I know. Well, but but you, you actually hate when I say that because we, we technically- We do. We, we do. make money in shares. In shares, yeah. Forget about shares. We're rewarded every day from other things. We like, are. We and are. here's the empathy <laughs> kicking in. We're rewarded with the experience that we get to be on. Uh, the journey we get to be on. I'm not even saying- I, I, I know it's not, even, it's not even on topic right now, but it's super important that we are rewarded- by being on this roller coaster. We I got agree. we got the right, we built the right, sorry. We deserve the right Woo! to open that 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 roller coaster door and sit down and enjoy the ride. And it's fucking fun. Oh, so that when is you're, a reward. When you have energy, <laughs> it's fucked. It's fucking fun. <laughs> it's fucked up. Another thing I do want to get into is so when your teammates it's so important to build the right culture. It always goes back when you're building out a team, culture, 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 culture is everything. Which requires an immense amount of energy. Immense. People, immense. People fucking think 
that building a team is something that you do like this. No, but can I just say something? Preach. I, know, I, I just want to preach baby. one second. So when you're in the middle of trying to get a company off the ground, okay, and you have to worry about people's birthdays and their preferences for their cakes, so whether it's vegan or no egg or no gluten, you know, it, People, it might sound like a simple thing, but it's not when you're in the juice and trying to build a manufacturing plant or you're raising money or you're fucking doing all this shit, getting sales on the ground, fucking traveling. It is hard to go the extra mile to remember which person's birthday on what day, what cake you have to get. And so, but when you do remember, that person feels really special. So, but it's about finding the time when you can't even find the time for yourself and you have to go and build a culture and find time for each person. That is hard. I have a curveball for you guys on this question. So what happens when you start to have that cancer begin in the environment? You so, get rid of them. No, but it's hard to sometimes identify that and it could it could spread like wildfire it really does. quick. It does. And so it's it scary how fast it's spreads. but it comes back to stopping the questions that we we we've heard about, oh, I'm annoyed with the delivery system. I'm annoyed with this, I'm annoyed with that. It's core values. It's core values and, and hiring don't, the right people. And if the leaders don't nip it quickly quickly enough. You will have a problem in There's your culture. There's a lot of consequences. A lot. But I think as you grow and as you as you learn things and you follow your gut more, you you start learning a lot quicker. At the beginning, you have a lot of um, voices in your head, but once you start learning who's right for the culture and the team, who's not, you can start executing pretty quickly. And again, just to go full circle, it does come back to the empathy. It's a two way street, so you need to have empathy empathy for the entity, and then at the end of the day. You know, Jake, what you were saying, and it's something that we've all even picked up on, is hearing your teammates complain about customers really kills me inside. It, it, me hurt, it hurts oh, me inside. It hurts me inside, but it goes back to empathy. So we had something happen on Friday, and we all felt, Les, Jake, and I felt a certain way about it. We, were, we weren't thrilled to hear the way our teammates felt about a certain customer. And then we went into the weekend, and that's where I tried to turn on the empathy train, which was, why are they feeling that way? And so the answer is, maybe they are being bullied by a customer of which this company does need to stand up for, um, and we need to hear more about that. Or maybe they haven't learned this piece of empathy yet, and so they're just missing that tweak, and they need to be spoken to by us. Empowered. Empowered to understand that it is a fucking privilege every single day to walk into Midday Square's doors. Not f for them, for all of us. Yes. It's, I'm not saying privilege because we, you get to come work here. No, it's a privilege that we get to wake up every day and come into an environment of growth, come into an environment that's trying to build the next Nike, come into an environment that's not stale, stagnant, uh, come into an environment where people are happy and enjoying themselves. And that is the piece that people need to remember in order to be able to deal with the negativity that might come their way and feel a certain way. And so when a customer tells you to go fuck yourself, at least you know, hey, I'm still at Midday Square. We're still here. We're still raw. When that phone closes, we're in the good vibe. And everybody's first instinct should be, why did that customer yeah. tell me to go fuck myself? You need to ask why, 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 why. You could repeat it 500 times. I don't care. Because when you ask why, but you're genuine about it, you'll hear why most of the time, 98% of the time, why that customer is feeling the way they're customer. And the real feeling. Yeah, without our customers, we don't have a business. And at the end of the day, you know, 
Customers are underappreciated all around the world. There's only very few companies that have embodied this way of, of, how, to, of how to appreciate and, and treat your customers. And I want to be that company. We want to be that company. Well, how about this? Zappos was known for its customer experience and how they treated people and how they treated their team. So the empathy went in all directions. How about we become the next company of that level? 100%. To be on that, that case study, to be on that, that, that research paper, to be on that... Holy shit! This company understands. That's I mean, what we're doing. I think the uh, ambitions here have proven we want to we want to blow Zappos out of the water. Fuck that! I mean, I appreciate. <laughs> it's like when Kobe Bryant came into the NBA. He respected the fuck out of Michael Jordan, and so I respect the fuck out of Zappos. But I want to crush them in terms of their legacy. Yeah. The way Kobe Bryant wanted to crush Michael Jordan in legacy, it's respect. Can, can I say something? You posted something on Instagram yesterday where it was a picture of the three bars, okay? And you asked, what was your favorite thing about the bar? So here's a crazy thing. Out of all, all the answers, I think 60 or 70% had some, not something to do with the, the product itself, but the environment and the culture of our company. The people The way we it. treat, the people yeah. behind it and the way that we treat our Guests, not customers, guests. And I think that's something that we should deserve snaps to. So I want to snap three of us. Woo! It's important. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. really is. And and this is another important thing I was listening to on an interview. And I think we're going to lead this into the segue of the end of the show, which is a, a, a great fucking comedian. I can't remember the name. It's it's either like Kevin Hart or one of, got to Hollywood, okay? And his manager took him aside the first, like the first week he was in Hollywood and said, I'm going to tell you one thing that you need to understand if you want to be successful is that the cool kids in Hollywood Mm. change all the time. Wow. And you better be fucking nice to every single person that you have an interaction with because you just don't know who the cool kids are going to be one day. Who's who? And that is the way we need to lead. This is the way you, the listeners, need to lead yourself throughout the world, your companies, how you conduct yourself. And, and the reason is you said it, Jake, perfectly since, this, since the beginning. And you, it really has started to hit me. You don't know who the fuck you're speaking to ever. Mm-hmm. Actually, though, like the, the person you least expect is and, the best person for And everybody business. knows 10 other people. Babe. You know, it's 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 crazy. Five thousand people will get us the entire United States. It's crazy. Three hundred and whatever million people. It's that crazy. Fucking. I'm gonna my leave mind. two examples, which is one, we everybody knows our ambitions to take this company public. One of our sweetest retailers, I would have never known, was one of the lead people at the Toronto Stock Exchange for a decade. She doesn't act like it. She doesn't, she doesn't say anything about that. She's just the humblest, coolest person. We built a relationship with this person, not knowing anything, but to go back to the point of that you never know who you're speaking to, when she found out we wanted to go public, she's been incremental in getting us in front of the right people. Insane. Just think about that. It's insane. Another thing, we have one of the most well-respected physicists as our customer at Cornell University doing research on nanoparticles. So hot. Of, of, of batteries, okay? What Tesla needs to do of how that energy is going to come into the next phase of what the world's looking at. Think about it. One of the leading people 
in this space as a customer of Midday Squares. Oh, I love that. And I would challenge I would challenge companies to take it even further. So identify your customers. Go look them up. Like for me, I get enjoyment learning who people are. And then I reach out. I don't care if it's just a call. Hey, how are you? I'm not even thanking them for their support. I'm just, I want to know their story because curiosity with authentic curiosity leads to success. Oh, and yeah. that's it. Authentic curiosity, authentic curiosity, cool everybody. Empathy is the only way to fucking win. It actually turns to dollars. And just remember that people are suffering. Exactly. The empathy. Really remember that. People are suffering. And if you want to build a business that's not just a $50 million business, but a billion dollar business. Say it again. Say it again. If you want to build a business that is not just a $50 million business, but a billion dollar business, lead with fucking empathy. I Mm. promise you it will only get you to where you want to go. Ladies and gentlemen, do we have anything more to say on that subject matter? It's Monday fucking morning, and I'm ready to take over the world. I don't Uh, know about you guys. No, honestly, my left nipple's been tingling this whole time. It's hard. I don't know why. It's pure excitement. Everybody look at the cameras. We're doing a little sign. Go into the week. Go fucking kill it. Be nice to people. And if people are being mean to you, just ask why. Empathy is everything. Three, two, one. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, ole. uncensored we'll see you next week as always middaysquares.com slash podcast questions have a good one